if you start doing some digging and, and looking up where the marriage come from, start doing some digging, um, monogamy, start doing some digging on all of the stuff that we've been programmed to believe, mm-hmm. you'll start to be able to understand it in a deeper way. Like, I don't know if I would use the word cheating anymore, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people will though, to understand it because I don't think it's necessarily about cheating, it's about deception. Yeah. You follow me, mm-hmm. right? David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com and three two one you're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Yo, 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 baby pop. Yeah, you come and give me a kiss. Y'all better act like y'all know something. I don't know pepper. that one. That, that, better make it fast or else I'm going to get pit. How old are you? 39. Are you kidding yes, me? Sir, no, that <sighs> Push it. Okay. Yes. Right. Oh, I know that part. I don't, I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics like that. Yes, yes. I was about to say, don't do salt, pepper, and skin. Welcome to the Social Proof Podcast, where we find people who have social proof that actually built something experts in their field and in their career and in their life, man. And um, we had a special guest today, Dr. Joe Johnson. How are you? What's up, bro? I'm great. Everything's up. Man. Everything's <laughs> up. It's 2020. Everything's up. Um, excited to have you on the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, it's actually 2021 right now because I don't know when it's going to be. I slipped on Somewhere that Somewhere around there. <laughs> and we got, um, so, so real quick, we just got to jump into how was your week in the life of a business owner, entrepreneur? Uh, great. But let me let me use a better word, blessed, mm. because I think so many people have been complaining about 2020. Yeah. Right. Um, when you have the opportunity to connect with people who will give you even more energy. Mm. Right. Yeah. Great. Let me turn you up. Man. Man. You turn right up? <laughs> yep. Yep. There you go. Good. 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 All right. That's awesome, man. Um, Donnie Wiggins. What's up? Everything is up. It's always up. It's yeah. always up. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Clubhouse numbers are up. Clubhouse is popping. Yeah. <laughs> well, you need to help me because I need to learn about Yo, she's killing it. Like, I, the way she moderates the room and, like, the value that she's able to give. You know, you know you're know, you a speaker, too. So some speakers, they're good at what they do in terms of speaking, but they need the hands and they need the activity yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. actually get it across, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But the way Dottie just paints pictures, man, I just, I always big her up. That's, that's my sister. Same so. with Shans. I think we have this hidden affiliate agreement in place because we don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, seriously, it's just, 
I think when you are groomed with certain entrepreneurs and Shans and I met each other kind of at pivotal points Mm -hmm. in our career, I think we were both like having our own paradigm shift independently. So it's just been a blessing to watch it. Were you going to ask about my week, though? No. So my (laughs) week was really good, man. I um, uh, my my. My clubhouse, just hosting rooms on clubhouse is really, really cool. Yeah, I'm realizing has it down to a science. You have clubhouse down to us. What are you at? Like 10,000 followers? Nah, or not yet. Sure. No. Yeah, like five. But the cool thing is okay. 5,000 followers on clubhouse oh is God. like a half a million on Instagram. Because mm. it's so new. Nobody has more than 20,000 right. followers. Right. Nobody. Yeah. Well, I need to get on board with that. You got to really yeah. early. Yeah. You have really to participate. That's yeah. that's how you're going to increase your followers. Okay. You just got to be yeah. on the app. You just got to be on the app. Yeah. I'm about to be like Maddie with like two phones. I have another phone. I can't find the charger <laughs> for it. Um, but I'm about to have my two phones popping. And yeah. Maddie about really to be, be in two rooms at the same time. Almost <laughs> all day though. All day. Yeah. So funny. So my week. Uh, were you finished with your week? No, I wasn't. Okay, I wasn't done yet. So, um, nah, that was cool. Um, really, really productive. And mm. I'm starting to get this warm, burning feeling to start mapping out exactly what I want to accomplish in 2021. Mm-hmm. I should have done it earlier, but as we get closer to the year, it's like, I want more. I'm going deeper in terms of uh, everything, everything, just next level thinking. So, um, yeah, it's a very productive week. Business as usual is going really, really well. So how about yeah. you, Don? My week is awesome. My week is awesome. I last week started this 100 Days of Believing Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a journal by a young lady, Marshawn Evans. She's the wife of a friend of mine. Did she just have some, some triplets? triplets? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I started that 100 Days of Believing Bigger and Her book is amazing. Like, I don't even know in real life. Y'all go get that. Um, And so this week has been like what you were saying, talking about 2021, what we're looking for, what we're looking to accomplish. Just anyway, generally off of that. And then, you know, I had a a family emergency uh, recently that, you know, that coupled with that has you looking at the rest of your life. And you're like, okay, it's time to take this to the next level. So 2021, you ever been told that, your goals are not big enough unless they scare you. Mm-hmm. I got some scary goals. Mm-hmm. I have some scary goals. Yeah. So I am excited about the upcoming year. I love it. Good. Good. Or love the it. current year. The current year. <laughs> Depending on when you're watching this. <laughs> so, um, uh, Dr. Joe Johnson, we, we're uh, happy to have you mm-hmm. on the show, man. If you will, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, like what you do and your expertise, because you are needed in this world right now in terms of your message, your expertise. Um, you are a real doctor. It's not just a title for Instagram. Yeah, right. You right. know, you got to ask me. Well, I, was, I had to ask me today, like, are you a are real, you real doctor? <laughs> or is it just a, Like you just went to school title. for it. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. played around with it. Right, right. Gotcha. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead uh, introduce yourself, man. Yeah, so, you know, I always tell people that, um, you know, I, I'm not going to give you my resume, right? I'm not going to give you the piece of paper, but this is the thing. Um, I've had the luxury and I've been blessed to work with companies like Toyota, FedEx, uh, the National Guard, institutions like University of Michigan, UCLA, and a lot of individuals. And what I say is I'm all about allowing individuals and helping them to unleash their purpose, right? Mm -hmm. You hear find your purpose, discover your purpose. Right. But you know, if you really understand purpose, if it's a God-given thing, mm-hmm. it's already in you. So it's about unleashing it. You don't mm-hmm. got to find it, right? Sure. And so 
that, that's what I do. And I think more important is there's pieces of what individuals have to do in order to align themselves with their purpose, right? And so I'm talking about healing, right? That's a big thing right now with all the stress going on this year. uh, I'm talking about getting rid rid of toxic relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Toxic beliefs, toxic Mm -hmm. thoughts. And so my thing is all about helping individuals align with their purpose and for so many of us, and, and you know, this might hurt a few feelings. People are always talking about dream big, follow your dreams. That's cool. But if you really look at the research, about 52% of Americans hate what they do every day, right? That's true. Another 71%, they're disengaged at work. So that tells you there's a disconnect in this dream big, follow your dreams. But what happens if we begin to shift the narrative to, have you thought about your purpose? Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother ballgame. Mm-hmm. Instead of chasing the desire, chase what you're awesome at authentically. Absolutely. You, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So you travel the country, you speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your degree in? Uh, what's your ca- doctorate in? So my, my doctorate is in counselor education from the okay. University of Florida. Counseling. Counselor education. Okay. Counselor education. Which consists of like mental health counseling, marriage and family, school counseling. So there's different layers to counselor education. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I want to I wanna just kind of kick it off with uh, a conversation that we were having. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't... Okay, I want to I I um, frame it correctly. Because you teach people how to heal mm-hmm. and you empower people all across the country. Mm-hmm. And a few months ago, we were having this conversation and you were in a really, really bad place. Yeah. And yeah. people expect the ones that's on stage, the person to be that's empowering others, that we don't need empowerment too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you went through a real tough situation with your spouse, yeah. right? Yeah. You like to talk about it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super open, super yeah. open. You know, I, I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people have been telling me since I was younger, oh, you have a nice smile. So I'm always smiling. I love, <laughs> I love a smile, right? Um, because that, 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 that creates the ability to nourish and develop relationships. When somebody smiles at you, don't just look at them, like say, hey, how you doing? Right. Right, but... Uh, some months ago when I was here in Atlanta um, and, you know, I got to make sure, you know, I, I met um, you through a good friend, Tommy. Right. And, you know, I told him, I said, man, I'm going through it. You know what I mean? And I've been married almost 10 years. And I think part of the issue that a lot of people have is. We try to do what everybody else says our relationship should look like. Right. Mm -hmm. Church tells us it should look like this. Right. Society says it should look like this. And we don't understand that you have to create whatever your relationship is going to be. But part of understanding that is first understanding yourself. And if you haven't healed from some of the things that you've been through as an individual, it's going to impact your relationship. So like I was telling you earlier, um, I grew up and, you know, some people call it the hood. And when you when you learn from your your parent or guardian how to survive, Right. And it's like, make sure you're able to do it on your own or or, or make sure you're tough. Make make sure you can do whatever. When you bring survival mode mindset into a partnership. Mm. Right. Ooh. It's going to impact it in a way where either you're going to be it's going to look like you're super selfish or you're not going to be able to receive what's necessary for both of you all to grow the way you need to. Wow. And I was stuck in a survival mindset and I started to do things that really just created a divide between my partner and I. Like, wow. What were some of those things? Yeah, so some I of those- I know Donnie had some questions too. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. so like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what were some of those things? Yeah, so some of those things were, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, so I like to say it like this. Uh, I played ball growing up, played ball in college, had opportunities to work out in front of NFL teams, and when that didn't work, I needed 
a career that gave me the same high as playing sports, mm -hmm. right? You have people watching you is the energy that you get. And speaking was that. Mm -hmm. So as when you when I first started speaking and getting out here, I learned like, man, this is a grind. You got to figure, you got to know how to hustle. You got to know how to get it. And I started to move all my focus from my family because I have two sons as well, from my family to just work. Mm. So everything was focused on work. And it was all about, I got to get to the bag. It was almost like, even if it wasn't in my lane per se, I was like, I, I need that money. I got bills to pay, right? And so mm -hmm. it was just, it was tearing us apart. And I ended up stepping out, right? I ended mm -hmm. up, you know, uh, women who see me talk about my family, I would get off the stage and they're like, are you, are you married? You just saw a whole you presentation with my family. <laughs> you oh, saw he, the picture. You know what I'm saying, right? So I'm like, oh, your wife is cute, but are you, you know what I mean? And really, but can yeah. we talk later? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I literally never had that. I've never like you know people say yo the, the the married man is more attractive and stuff like. I've never. Are you 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 must ain't paid attention to it. Then. You're Maybe. not paying attention. Yeah, because it's there. I know for a fact. Like David. So if you're receptive <laughs> to it, right, you'll notice it. Yeah. But I think I think you're so turned off by it that you don't even see. Certain stuff. It's just like so any other behavior, any other behavior that you're not in tune with, you don't even pay attention to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. When this when this began to happen in your marriage, was this from day one or did this start to happen like years in that you had a shift? Well, I think as I, as I think about it, I always tell people I grew up wild. Right. I was an athlete. I was out here wild. Right. I, smiling. Smiling and wild. Smiling and wild. Right. I can see it. Oh, I can see right, it. Right. <laughs> smiling and wild. Right. And, 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 and what I will say is, I, I think part of it for me is learning was I, I had, well, I had to learn that every relationship isn't the same. Right. Once again, I said earlier, you have to create what works for you. And when you're trying to operate in somebody else's dynamic or what the world said, the way you should be operating, you're going to lose focus, right? Mm -hmm. And I know I lost focus because I'm not a traditional thinker when it comes to relationship, right? I'm not saying I'm out here swinging and none of that, none of, mm -hmm. none of that foolishness, but we forgot to create what works for us, right? Right. And mm -hmm. I went and took it upon myself to do what works for me when With, there was hard times. Without considering. Without considering, right? Your wife, yeah. the, the, my, my partner's thoughts and feelings. Right. And, you know, I think about this idea of love. I don't know if you all read that book, uh, All About Love by Bell Hooks. No. You heard about it? Well, Bell Hooks, you know, one of the things she because when we when you hear that definition, of, well, let me ask you, you love your wife, right? Mm -hmm. What is your definition of love? Um, I'm not the right person <laughs> to ask that question. You know what I mean? I guess. I, I love my wife. So I married her. We have a, uh, she strengthens me. I strengthen her. Mm -hmm. um, I care really deeply for her. Okay. Um, out of, I don't, I don't even see any other women mm -hmm. anymore. Like, you know, you go to the club, you're like, ooh, you know, I, yeah. I don't even, I literally don't even see it anymore. Mm. So it's not even something I need to turn off because I only have eyes for my wife. Mm. Um, and I, I feel comfortable building a life yeah. with my wife. Okay. I'm trying to answer the question considering she's watching. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> Smart no, man. Yeah. Smart man. No, but I, I, that's, that, I'm, I, that's something I'm working on in terms of being able to articulate my feelings yeah. so I didn't grow up with that. As men, that's, that's I, I feel you. I feel you. What's your definition of love? 
I think love has layers, okay. um, number one. But if we're talking like romantic love with a partner, I think love and trust go hand in hand, like complete trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I think love is more of a, gosh, you put love in words, right? Mm. I think it requires complete trust. But as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, eh, there's a time where you don't trust them, but you still love them, right? <laughs> um Gosh, that's that's really difficult. It's it's a feeling. It's a state. I think it's a state of being mm-hmm. almost when we're talking about intimate love. It's that's a good. state of being um, wanting to w- wanting to feel connected, like seriously connected as one. I've never been married, but I've been in a relationship yeah. that you felt connected as one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think just that wanting to be connected. And then I think also when you love someone or you know you're in love when you can feel like their energy, you can mm-hmm. feel their their frequency and their vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. But that's my point, right? We always talking about love, but you know what is the unified is? definition of mm-hmm. love? Let's look that up. Right, right. Yeah. But 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 usually then what it's it, Webster's definition. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see what the general <laughs> definition is right. saying. Well, it's gonna it's gonna talk about just a deep affection, and you know, it really relates love. Well, what to, does that mean? But but that's the point. An intense right? feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something. A great interest and pleasure in No, something. that can't be right, because it's not always a great interest and pleasure with my wife, but I love her. It, it, you know, but but this is this is the thing, and this is what my point, my point was there's no unified definition. One, we're always talking about love, but the but the other piece was um they often equate it to something romantic, yeah, right? That definition. But what shook me when I was reading this book, once again, that book is all about love by Bell Hooks. She said, she said, love is a verb. Right. Yeah. And so love is is the ability to with intention and purpose. Right. Go into a place where you're trying to grow your own self spiritually or the other person spiritually. Mm. It's a verb. So you're actually trying to help them to do something and be something bigger than what they are. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Ver- That's but it's, it's an action. It's a verb, yeah, right? It is. And so if you look at love from that point of view, and you know, we deal with entrepreneurs, right? There's this word that was introduced called cathexis. And, 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 and they, in, the, in the book it said, most of us are not in love. We're in cathexis. Cathexis is giving your emotional and mental energy, usually unhealthy, to something. Whether it's a person, mm-hmm. an object, or an idea. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs do that all the time. All and, the time. And we don't see the connection between relationship and being an entrepreneur. But it's so closely related. Oh, so closely related. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cathexis yeah. versus loving. You got to look that up. Goodness gracious. <laughs> all right. So when you uh, went and I, we'll, we'll move past this because I want to get in terms of, I want to get into like the career part well, of it. Well, but hold on. But, you can ask me what I said. You can ask me whatever. Yeah. So if you want to, if you have another question. I'm, I'm super I do. I do. Ask it. Ask because it. as an entrepreneur, um, you know, you get you get like a, a different type of love. I don't even want to use the word, but love from everybody else, <laughs> from the crowd, from the yeah, audience. Yeah. Another sense of appreciation. Mm-hmm. And the people in the crowd feel like Joe can do no wrong. Man. And then you get home and Joe does everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. Why would you leave your shoes right there? Oh. Like, you, you feel Man. me? So when, when you decided to step out? Was it conscious decision? Was it under an influence or mm. like what's going on in your head? 
Well, I think naturally, um, as men... Or is it justified? Like, yeah, I mean, it's what we do. Well, the question is, was it justified to who? To you. I could just... We can justify anything. Right. Right. So I'm going to say no. I'm conscious that my partner is probably going to be watching this as well. Right, right. Um, was it justified? No. No, I'm talking about... So this is my... This is my um, I'm having a conversation with a friend. Mm-hmm. And... He's like, yo, I, I'm, 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 I'm a holler, you know, a little, I'm gonna get a little side joint. Yeah, yeah. And in his mind, he justified that he went through this whole thing, marriage is an institution. It was created by the white man, and back <laughs> in the day, we would have many wives. Look in the Bible; they had so many different wives, mm-hmm. and this is the natural order of things. In his head, he justified his actions, yeah, yeah. whether it's right or right, mm-hmm. right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying for you, did you justify? Well, and I've heard it said this way, I cheat on my wife because I love her. Because if I can go get that out, I'll come back and I'll love more. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I'm feeling so much energy right here. <laughs> I'm feeling so much energy. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, I'm not a traditional thinker, right? I think I said that before. Um, I believe that if you start doing some digging and, and looking up where the marriage come from, start doing some digging, um, monogamy, start doing some digging on all of the stuff that we've been programmed to believe, mm-hmm. you'll start to be able to understand it in a deeper way. Like, I don't know if I would use the word cheating anymore, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people will, though, to understand it, because I don't think it's necessarily about cheating. It's about deception. Yeah. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Right. And and. That was the case in, in my relationship where women have this great sense of intuition, right? And she knew something, but she couldn't, but she couldn't shake it. Yeah. And it was finally like, you know, my boys and I grew up like, yo, unless you get caught red-handed, you don't say nothing. But I knew at that time I had to cleanse. Right. So there was, yes, there was justification in my mind to say, this isn't going on at home right now because we're beefing. Right. This isn't going on. This wait, we're not doing this. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go get it from somewhere. Right. And so, yes, I justified it. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. think in order to cheat, though, it you have to justify it, even if just temporarily in your head. You have to have a moment of this is OK because or even if it is this is OK because I'll never see this person again. I'm out of town and we'll never run into each other. This person doesn't know who I am. I think at some point you have to justify it early on. And I, and I don't know, though, because some people say, yo, I know I'm not supposed to do this. And I'm just but I know it's wrong, but, but I, I'm just going to do it. They just so it's still justification. Mm-hmm. You can justify something and be wrong for it. You can say I made a mistake, but here's why. Right. right, that's just. But I'm saying walking in knowing this is a mistake. Like this, yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I can't even justify that this is okay. I know it's not. It's but not okay. I just feel like doing it. Yeah, but uh, okay, yes, and we have to understand that not everyone has this traditional view of relationships, right? Not, not everyone is like man, woman, or you know, if you're same sex, like nobody, nobody has. We have to understand there's so many different variables and different ways in which people live, right? Um, and I didn't know that. I'm started finding stuff like, oh, what the, what is polyamory? What is yeah. this? And what I'm like, whoa, I never heard of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so it's interesting because I think a lot of times when we have this dialogue of what happened, what's right or wrong, 
it's because we're operating from this is how you're supposed to do relationships versus no, people do relationships the way that they're supposed to, right? Now, once again, we were in a traditional space of a relationship and I did what I did, so I was wrong. You violated the terms. I viola- exactly. Mm-hmm. But I think also we have to understand we all have feelings. And when I say feelings, we have physical feelings, right? We, there's, there's times where we're like, like women do it, men do it, like, damn, who is that? Right, we get a little. We get a little. I don't never do that, man. Oh, come on, <laughs> man. I don't never do that. Now you're a good guy, Dave, but okay. Man, I'm just saying. Come on, we we, we we all get that feeling. Ooh. Right, right. <laughs> Who is that? Exactly. Hey, y'all, y'all do little sounds like mm-hmm. with the little yeah. party, you know. So yeah, man, it's it's it, it, it's it's rough, but I think when you do that individual healing and you understand, you know what you're recovering from, you understand yourself more, and then you actually have the hard conversations that you usually don't have until a situation happens, mm-hmm. then you develop a different type of relationship. You said something about us all having feelings. Yeah. I think one of the biggest lessons that I have had to learn in relationships, and I still struggle with this, is that the other person is not responsible for my feelings, mm. right? And when I was told that in the beginning, I was incredibly offended by that you're not responsible for my feelings then what what are you responsible for yeah. right yeah. um and that's something that i'm still learning like to be told by somebody that you care about i'm not responsible for your feelings i've never ever heard that before and so yeah. what that person is ultimately and i've read uh there's this guy guy his last name starts with a z i can never pronounce it mm. who has a book called um spiritual partnership okay and in that book it talks about how people are not responsible for your happiness and your feelings, right? If they're not responsible for your happiness, which we know we pretty much get that concept, then how can they be responsible for your feelings? Mm. And the only thing that you can be responsible for is your own action and your obligation to the relationship. So if in the relationship, I agree to not do certain things, right? Or to behave in a way, I'm responsible for that. But how you internalize that, how you internalize it and process it and react to it is not the other person's responsibility. What do you think about that? I like that, but but I think I would also say, I may not be responsible for your feelings. Gotta consider them. But if we're in a partnership, mm-hmm. I contribute to how you feel. I agree, right? I agree with that. Right, and mm-hmm. so my contribution into whatever partnership I have, you have to be considerate of the other individual. Absolutely. Right. And so, yes, I may not be responsible, but I have to know my role and how I make you feel. And if I'm in a, in a partnership with you and I'm making you feel like you're nobody or I'm making you feel like you can't trust me or I'm making you feel mm-hmm. all these certain type of ways, mm-hmm. that's not a good relation. That's a toxic relationship. It's not. To and so while that person may not be responsible for your feelings, that's not without consequence. Yeah. Like you may not be responsible for my feelings, but when I... I mean, (laughs) (laughs) there's the consequence, right? Um, Seriously. Yeah. 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 I think spiritual. So I I am starting to evolve even in how I think about relationships. Mm. Um, It has to go from the surface of I'm attracted to you. I like you. Can we do life together? Um, To I've become in the last two years a whole lot more spiritual probably than I've ever been. And spiritual connection is real, mm-hmm. right? 
I think without it, um, relationships are doomed. I think without without spiritual connection, relationships are doomed. And I'm not talking for people who are like, oh, you know, what do you mean? We got to pray all day and this, that, and Bible all day. It's, it's not what it means. Um, it means being tuned in on the same frequency. Mm. It means being able to see behind the layer of what the eyes can see mm. and really process and, and have emotional intelligence enough to say, okay, because I vibe with you on this level, I am not going to react to what's on the surface, mm -hmm. but I'm actually going to take the time to process and, and give you a connected response, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm not the therapist, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but that's good. I mean, you brought up so many words. I mean, it's so interesting that, you know, the book described love in terms of, you know, helping you grow spiritually, helping your partner grow spiritually, and you're talking about spirituality. But I think the other part is, um, this this idea, once again, that everyone operates the same way, mm -hmm. right? Some people, um, they may just want an individual for a season, right? The problem though is they don't articulate that and verbalize right, that right. and have that dialogue. Mm -hmm. So when you go in and I'm expecting, oh, we're building a lifelong partnership. And in reality, this is just a seasonal situation, mm -hmm. right? Causes issues. Cause, and, and, and then it adds to that stress that so many people have because when your relationship isn't intact, right? I would argue if your relationship isn't intact, a lot of times your own individual relationship isn't intact. Right. Right, with right. yourself, mm. right? That's the power of the word identity because identity is associated with purpose, knowing who you are. You can align yourself with your purpose unless you, unless you know who you are. Mm-hmm. What about if there's turmoil in a relationship and it's heavily one-sided? Let's say uh, a spouse who loves their spouse, mm -hmm. but that spouse is abusive. Mm -hmm. Does that have, I guess obviously there's isolated situations, yeah. but I don't know if that often is the case if your relationship is not in order. Is that love It's an though? issue with yourself. Hmm? Say it again, say yeah. it again. If your relationship is not in order, let's say husband, wife, husband, husband, however y'all do it, that has a lot to do with an issue with yourself. I don't know if I agree Okay, so let me ask you this. So both of y'all, I'm a pick on women. I'm not a woman. Never, I've never had the experience of a woman, so let me say that. So you're gonna have to guide us, right? So have you ever had one of your homegirls, right? Break up with whoever. And then like, ooh, I found me a new boo, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you get to know the new boo, boo, and it's the exact same individual oh, who they just dated. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. if you don't do that self-work, you're going to attract the same type Dang, of individual. Absolutely. Okay. You feel me? All right, absolutely. All right. That's good what stuff. I mean. Yeah, I've, no, I've known <laughs> a homegirl to do that, for the, sure. Have you done that? A homegirl. <laughs> well, thirsty. Yeah, you're thirsty. You're thirsty right now. I'm parched over here. <laughs> wow. Mm. So, yeah, I like that's good, bro. You know what? It's so. And you just explained something I had in my head for a long time, man. Because I've seen people, and specifically in abusive relationships, you're with somebody they're abusive. Then for some reason, you found somebody else that was abusive. Yeah. And like the la the person says, well, I've been in three abusive relationships. And you're like, dang, that's crazy. Like, are you asking them, yo, are you going to abuse me? Good. Okay, let's do it. It's you, know a, you're, you, you can be connected to trauma, yeah. right? And the trauma is what bonds you. And you know that this is a dangerous situation. Yeah. 
but you're looking for a connection. And some people, I think, in dealing with an abusive situation, um, you know, being a, I, I hate to say that I was in an abusive situation because mm -hmm. it makes it seem like I was in a relationship. I had a relationship that went bad first, and then that person began to stalk me mm -hmm. and fight me after the fact. Um, but being in that space, I accepted the responsibility a long time ago to deal with other women who were struggling, right? Because I was the opposite. I was the fighter. I was the, you got me, you know what up, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. fighting back and yeah. all of this stuff. And I would say, like, if you thought that we broke up and could possibly get back together, but then you could come and do this to me and you think I'm going to take you back, you have to be insane. So for a long time, I wondered, why would you stay? And that, that didn't feel good. That was dangerous. Like this all, almost cost me my life. So I wondered with other women, why would you stay? But when I started working with a, a specific woman shelter here in Atlanta, and I came across so many other battered women, unfortunately, based on the experience, they may be connected to trauma because it's what they experienced with a parent. Um, they may be connected to trauma because it's the only time they got attention, yeah. right? Some people would rather have bad attention than no attention. Mm. And so there's a mental disconnect that for a lot of people, they feel like any attention is love, good or bad. Yeah, wow. So I want to I want to get into oh, oh, she's cause she, I'm sorry because she, she's bringing up stuff. Yes, go for it. She's go bringing for up it. stuff Please. that is so critical to to discuss. And the, the first thing is. This idea that so many people are addicted to chaos, right? They're used to chaos, right? Another example, you ever and and and, and I'm, I'm gonna get on my fellas in a minute, but have you ever had a homegirl to to say things like, uh-uh, he just too good. Yeah, I've mm. never, I've never understood that. I've I had, neither. I've had the and I've not I've not had anybody say I think he's too good. I have heard the he's just too nice. But but it's the it's the same, <laughs> I've heard right? That. Right? I, look, 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 look now. There there have been a couple of two nicers. Yeah. There there yeah. have been. But but generally what you're speaking of is like, why wouldn't you want somebody nice? But they, we gotta qualify what too nice means true. because Very sometimes true. too nice is borderline stalkerish, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. Like I think too too nice, I think, is acceptable when you don't want the attention or the affection or the something that somebody, the gesture yeah, that somebody yeah. is making towards you. But what's up with that too nice thing? Uh, from my experience, and um, I am I am not a this is I'm not a we're just talking. I'm talking from experience, mm. and you know, just some. But but I'm not a relationship expert. That's not what I do. But what I will say is, when you're used to chaos in your life, you're used to drama. You're yes, used to certain things and you're not that. receiving that. Yeah. You're yeah. like, something ain't right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's not that that is what you're supposed to get in your life. It's just that's what you've been used to. And it starts with the family dynamic. Big time. Because you grow up, right? So it's just like that story of, I think we talked about it before, the story of the two brothers who grew up with the alcoholic father. Mm -hmm. One of them went on to be super successful businessman, straight and narrow family man, while the other one turned into a drunk, a womanizer, a woman abuser. And the brother who had it to get, you know, together said, well, they both said, I grew up with an alcoholic, abusive father. So I wanted to do something different because I didn't like the way that feels. Whereas the other one who became the alcoholic says, I grew up with an alcoholic, abusive father. So I became him. 
And I think that translates into all of our relationships, yep. right? How you grew up, what kind of conversations was happening in your kitchen, you know, when you were a kid. And I think we 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 learn that dynamic mm -hmm. and then we go out and subconsciously search for one or two people. You're either the person who's like, I will never live like that because that didn't feel good. Yeah. Or are you that person who is, that's what I'm used to, that's what I saw, mm -hmm. this is all I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I personally believe that we should all operate from the idea of we are all recovering from our childhoods. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because we are. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So I, I know one of your expertise is in, uh, in healing, mm -hmm. right? getting people to that place of healing. So um, specifically for the entrepreneur, because you can talk to that, right? Mm -hmm. And our, we have a large audience of entrepreneurs. Yeah. How is our lack of healing affecting how we operate in business? And if you can give us you know, some of the, the tools that you teach that they can actually implement right now. Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I know we were talking, you know, earlier and, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand that if you don't deal with whatever bad experiences or trauma that you've had, it's going to bleed into the work that you do. For sure. Right. And so, you know, a great example of that is the way in which we handle conflict. Right. You you said you used to be the mm, I'm a fighter. But, you know what I'm saying? If you if you never learned. Correction. I was a, <laughs> I was first a fighter. I don't talk like that. First of all, that's not how I talk. But I fought back in a situation where you. somebody tried to hurt me. I, I'm I not just you. a fighter. I, I got you. Thank you. And that's that's good for you to, to yeah. clarify. Um, but I'm thinking about the individuals who, you know, they always feel like they're getting attacked. Yeah. And the way that they respond is I'm going off or I'm gonna fight you back, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine as an entrepreneur, you have somebody that wants a refund, right? And you you feel like you gave them all that you got and you're like, they don't need them. If you go and this MF and blah, 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 come on now, it's gonna mess up your business, right? Yes. So you have to understand the way in which you've moved throughout your life. And if you don't heal and learn how to do things differently, your business will be impacted. Mm -hmm. It will be impacted. Another one is relationships, right? And I'm not just talking romantic relationships. How are you in relationships with other people, right? How, how do you, are, are you, it, when you come around, when people see you walk in a room, are they saying, oh man, I gotta get out of here. I don't, I don't even wanna be by, right? Is the energy that you bring a type of energy where people are like, I do not want to be around them, right? Mm -hmm. Are you likable, right? And some people think that a lot of folks like them. People may like what you do, but they may not like you, because, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that is critical, mm -hmm. right? And so as entrepreneurs, when you don't heal and be open to let somebody say, yo, you need to work on this here. Yeah. And receive that, if you don't heal, it will, it will negatively impact your business and the bag that you're trying to get to. Absolutely. What are some signs that you think right away a person can kind of self-audit mm -hmm. and understand that they're not healed? Well, one, I, I think if you consistently have the same issue over and over again mm. in the same area, Something's broken. you need to look into that, mm. right? If people consistently tell you the same thing, but you think it's only them, you need to look into that, right? Mm -hmm. There's this assessment that we should do in our lives. We should assess the people in our lives. We should, I, I believe we should always assess what we believe because you always want to upgrade your knowledge and information. Yeah. You want to assess, you know, the money, right? Your finances, right? Because all of that can impact your finances. So there's so many areas that, that you always want to continue to assess. And 
you know, I created this thing called the R4 process, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about reflect, release, reprogram, restart. So That's the R4. R4 process. Okay. It's about Reflect. reflecting, yep. releasing, release, reprogramming, reprogram, restart. Right. Okay. And that's what I walk people through. Yeah, walk, walk me through it right now. Okay. I walk you through it. So that's what I do. I spark, when I spark folks healing, I walk them through that process. So reflecting, reflecting is all about looking at where you are in life, looking at, looking at some of the things that you've done, some of the things that people have done to you. Right. I think the world moves so fast when you're in business, there's so much going on. You don't have time to just slow down. Mm -hmm. Really take, take, take an assessment of what's going on. Where am I in my life? Like that's that reflection, right? Release is really, I always say we have to respect where we are, but honor where we are going. Right. Mm -hmm. Release is about doing that because it's about recognizing, OK, what have I been through? What are my what, what are my uh, my traumas that I've been through? Who did it? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's about releasing yourself from either those individuals, releasing yourself from those thoughts, releasing yourself from those bad things that happened to you. That's the release part. Right. Mm -hmm. And then reprogramming. Reprogramming is all about, like I said, upgrading the knowledge and information that you have. Right. Prime example. I think a lot of us, um, and I might hurt some feelings right now, but a lot of us, we have uh, um, we have an iPhone 12, right? I do Android. I don't do iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. But we have an iPhone 12, but how are you going to operate that using an iPhone 1 operating system, right? Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. have to continue upgrade. to grow and upgrade the knowledge and how you move and how you operate in your beliefs, right? And restart is... Once you once you once you pick once you pick something because some of us we, we do the double dutch we like all right yeah. I'm a dip and dab and I think TDJ said it best he said you can't be who you used to be and who you're gonna be at the same time <laughs> right you can't do it can't do it you can't do it wow. so restarting That's so is simple yet so deep <laughs> yeah you well, can't wow. be who you want to be or who, who you you're used going, to be who you used to be and who you want to be and who you want to be yeah. at the same you can't yeah. be who you used to be and who you want to be at the same time, I'm putting that somewhere in my house. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah That's I think deep. I'm gonna put that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> right after this episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so what are the steps to healing? I'm sorry, did we go through the four? Yeah, that was the R. Yeah, okay. reflect. Gotcha. Release, gotcha. Okay. Program restart. All right. So, give me this. Give me like the the the, the next steps to healing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and how to find it. Because like some people know, okay, I, I'm reflecting, okay, I'm broken. And then we, we re, give me, the, give me a second. Reflect. Release. Release. How do we release? <sighs> so you're going to make me just get you all the goods. Huh? No, we I'm need messing the whole with you. I'm game, messing with brother. you. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many different ways to release. And everybody has their way, right? Um, I think one of the most powerful ways to release is one, you have to know who you're speaking to, right? Mm -hmm. And if someone did something, if, 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 I, if I were to walk you through this process and you said to me, this individual when I was 13 years old, because you have to understand with trauma, there are a lot of people who are stuck at the age where that traumatic experience happened. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just read the book that uh, Donald Trump's niece wrote about him. Yeah. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. He's probably still a little eight-year-old, nine-year-old little boy. That's why he operates the way that he does, right? And so when you identify the individual, mm. hey, I'm telling you, Dang, it's, a deep, it's, a, really. it's a deep it's a deep, book. I was like, man, now I can understand that. I ain't going to say no words, but, you know, I can understand, right? But when you, when you figure out what happened to you, who did it, who was involved, mm -hmm. and you're able to rather write a letter, make a phone call, but that word forgiveness is so powerful. Yeah. Because just because you forgive, that's not mean that you're just going to be like, okay, you're my best friend now, but even though you did this. But forgiveness is about allowing yourself to take another step forward to your ability to align with your purpose, mm -hmm. right? And so when I walk folks through a process, some people write, and they write the letter. When I tell you there's tears just falling, the, the individual is not even in the room, mm -hmm. but they're just writing to what happened. That individual may be dead, but they're writing to release yeah. All of that hurt and that pain because it's impacted them for some folks their whole lives and it happens to them when they're 10, you know, so that's wow. one, one way to do it. Do you think, I think about drug addicts, alcoholics, right? And one of the things I believe, at least that's what I see in movies all the time, is that one of the principles, the steps or something um, is to make sure you don't put yourself back in the environment of alcohol. If you're an alcoholic, mm -hmm. don't go to the bar, yeah. right? So we've all seen the movie with the alcoholic who has been on a straight and narrow path for years and then something happens in life and they go into the bar and they, they go backwards, right? Yeah. Do you think healing is permanent or do you think it is subjective to what triggers you? That's a good question. Um, I would say healing is ongoing. I don't think you're ever, I'm Completely healed. Right. right? Yeah. I, I think it's it's a it's a constant work in progress. I, I think, you know, one but of the- But we hear that. We do. Man, it wasn't until I got this therapist that I feel like I healed yeah. from that. I got it out. I released. Right? Yeah. That, that That's, and, and I would never say to anybody like, no, you're wrong. Because mm -hmm. uh, this morning I had to reschedule my, my therapy appointment because I was here. Mm -hmm. Right? At one point, I was seeing a therapist twice a week when I was going through my stuff uh, mm. early on. But um, that, they, they, let me put it like this. I once heard somebody say, you are a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time. Yep. Right? I heard that. Which, which, which means like, 
you're not going to just be healed, right? It's, it's, it's not like you broke a bone and now it's back. It's regular, right? Mm -hmm. It's always going to be something. You mm -hmm. always have to be working, whether it's your spiritual growth. Let, let me, and, and with that question, which I think is so important, so many people try to get all of their healing from one place. Like some people think you can just get it from church. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I, yes. I, I, my grandfather had a church. My uncle had a church. Both of them ascended. They passed away. And I went into my, my grandfather used to always want me to uh, say some words in this church. And I don't go to church anymore, but I'm closer to God than I've ever been because of the work that I've been doing. And I, I went in there and I said, you know, I'm sick, sick and tired of y'all telling me you've been praying about it, but you're still in the same situation. Mm. I'm tired of it. Like some of y'all ain't putting the work in, right? You have all this faith, but you ain't putting the work in, right? Exactly. And you, you don't Which have- means you don't have any faith at all. Exactly. <laughs> or the discernment to hear when the voice was telling you, you need to do something different or mm -hmm. you need to go, right? And so this healing is an ongoing process. Yeah. And and I think it's important to point that out because we, we have these, you know, Instagram right now is, is the- rule book of life and if it's not suggested on Instagram then we're doing it wrong <laughs> but <laughs> we see like um I see a lot of memes that come across my timeline that say things like you need to heal before or um heal from that childhood trauma and I it always just like do we ever really heal are we are we helped or are we healed mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and I I don't know that you ever really heal. For example, I talked about, you know, my situation with an ex and this was 20 years ago in college um, where we broke up and then he, after the fact, couldn't handle it and became abusive. And I'm good with it, right? I can talk about it. It's not an emotional thing. Yeah. Honestly, most years I can go without even thinking about it one time, but then I can meet someone or see something that triggers like a flashback yeah. of what happened in those moments where he held me hostage in a, in a vehicle, yeah. right? I, and, and in that moment, you feel it. And it's like, am I healed or have I buried this, right? Mm. Have I buried it? Was I helped? Because I, I, can't, I can't openly see that it affects me in any area of my life. I don't have trust issues with men. I'm not afraid that somebody's gonna put their hands on me. It was really just, it, Dealing with him was like fighting women because, mm. you know, it, it wasn't, it was just like fighting, right? And it happened several times before it stopped. So I don't know, is, are we being helped? And then healing will be something that we do for that specific thing until the day that we die? Mm -hmm. Or should we start saying, instead of saying heal, should we say start healing? Right. Which, which is which is so I love that. I love that man. Woo. Great question because the on my site it says start your healing. Yeah. Right? It says yeah. start your healing. And I I think what people mean when we when when we talk about healing or getting healed from that specific experience is they're really saying you need to acknowledge it at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Acknowledge it and, and, and do whatever work you need versus mm -hmm. go get healed. I'm okay. I think people who bottle things up. I was that guy. Who bottle things yeah. up when someone is able to get you to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's, especially with men, yep. like you have these inner traumas that as you get older and as you develop, you start to realize like, okay, I might have some type of trauma like that you didn't realize before. Like, oh, mm -hmm. that might be my situation. Yeah. So many people confuse being able to speak about it with mm -hmm. being healed. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. being able to speak about something that they've suppressed or being able to identify what it is, where it may have come from with being healed when I think that's really the acknowledgement in the first step. Like you have to first acknowledge that this is happening and that's a huge step in the right direction, but it's not healed and it's so important to keep doing the work. That's right, that's right. And uh, I, I know you travel uh, the country mm-hmm. and um, with your message. Mm-hmm. I'd like to kind of get into some of the nuts and bolts and how you took such an important message. Cause there's a lot of people out here who have a similar message. They've been through some things and they're in the healing process and uh, they're coaching their friends. How do we turn that into a career? Cause you're always speaking mm-hmm. somewhere. Right? Yeah, it's really, yeah. really cool. <laughs> Well, I, I think like I shared with you earlier, um, after, you know, I was playing ball in college and had some opportunities to work out in front of some NFL teams. And when that didn't work, you know, I've worked in K through 12. I've worked in corporate America. I've worked in higher ed. And in all of those experiences, my soul was saying, this ain't it. Mm. This ain't it, right? Like this is cool, but this ain't it. And what were you doing in that space? You said school counselor? <laughs> school counselor. Uh, um, uh, assistant director in higher ed sales yeah. at Enterprise, right? Like I was, I was, I was. I can see you at Enterprise doing yeah, some sales. I was, <laughs> I was always top two. Yeah, I was yeah, always yeah. the top two. But um, I can see you as a school counselor too. It, oh I man, think. my students love me. My students love me. I don't know me, if I can see I you. See like it. I don't see you in the suit in the school counselor role. He's like, like the cool, he's the cool counselor. He's the cool. Everybody <laughs> wants. To, can you write me a pass? Right. Hey, I used to be like, leave that door open. Yeah. Don't be going. Don't be shutting that door. Maybe, the maybe. Little I can see yeah. 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 I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You were trouble in the hallway. Hey, Y'all saw Mr. Johnson today. Hey. They wasn't messing my career up. We, you stay over there. Leave that door open. Yeah, leave the door open. Leave that door open. No closed doors in here. No yep. closed yep. doors. So, uh, <laughs> man, that's so real though. Um, but yeah, so. It, it was, uh, say the question again, you got me cracking well, up and laughing. So you're <laughs> packaging this packaging, information. Okay, yeah. business, packaging, yeah. so so once again, you know, play sports, um, worked out for NFL teams, and when that didn't work, you know, my soul was like, this isn't it. Yeah. And so many people, they don't, they don't listen to what their soul was telling them, right? Mm-hmm. They will stay in a position or in a job or for entrepreneurs, they will keep doing the same thing when their soul was saying, you gotta pivot. Right. And so what I did was I said, I knew I wanted to speak and it's going to set me up for trainings. Right. Which can then set me up for creating some online courses, write a couple books, a couple um, curriculums, and I'll start from there. And I'm still in the process of, of learning that and learning how to do it better. Mm. But that's what I've been doing. Mm. Right. Yeah. I have a question for you. So we are in the season, especially of a lot of emerging coaches and consultants. Mm. I develop coaches and consultants. So maybe it's me and that's what I attract so much of, but it's like everybody's coaching and consulting, whether qualified or unqualified. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel being uh, an actual doctor, right? Mm. Having gone through the certifications and the trainings, how do you feel about uh, coaches who are coaching just based on experience, Mm. right? So some type of personal development or empowerment that's just based on experience. I get the question, and, and I'm going to let you answer. I get the question a lot with where people who I teach, I teach my clients that you are ideally your own, your own ideal client, right? Mm-hmm. 
And if you're connected to wanting to, uh, like I have a gentleman who helps women, I'm sorry, who helps men, he coaches them through uh, poor relationships with their healing through poor relationships with their father. And as a result, mm. ended up being a womanizer because that's what they saw. So he deals with women who are dealing, he deals with men who are dealing with some type of fatherhood connected childhood trauma and womanizing yeah. men. But he's not, he's dealing based on his experience mm -hmm. and how he overcame the trauma associated as a child of that. And he's now dealing with men who were children of products of that. Yeah. How do you feel about people kind of, it's a, it's a slippery scope between therapist and coach. Yeah, yeah, B big time. Um, but I love coaches, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I love coaches because I've had a coach and mm -hmm. I didn't know the power of a coach until I got a coach, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I think so many of us are, we feel like we're brainwashed to think that traditional school is the only way that somebody can be. And I know a lot of dumb, my bad. I understand. I know a lot of <laughs> dumb doctors, dumb PhD. You know, I'm gonna keep it right. But I know a lot of folks who have degrees that are clowns. Clowns. Right. And I always say, I remember I was in class one day, and I said, "Man, I go back to my old neighborhood and get some of the cats off the block." And they were like, "What?" They didn't understand. Like they're smart, they're just doing it in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. They didn't get what I was saying. And so for me, experience is powerful. Right. Mm -hmm. I would rather I would rather learn from somebody that's been doing it versus somebody that's been teaching it and maybe didn't do it as much as the person would experience. Mm. What would you say is the biggest difference? Because we we have a lot of coaches in our network mm -hmm. and more people want to be some type of a development coach, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, what, what, would you, what would you say is the difference between therapists and coaches? Well, I think number one, uh, there's so many different styles in therapy, right? Uh, cognitive behavior therapy. There, there's so many different different styles, and I'm not a therapist, right? My 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 partner is a, a full shout out to Dr. Brandy Pritchard Johnson. She's fine too, but she uh, <laughs> um but she's a fully licensed psychologist, right? And um, dang, I, I know them arguments get. Deep. Oh man, we be watching movies. It take four hours because we stopping. Okay, what you think about you know what I mean? Thinkers, <laughs> boy, goodness gracious. <laughs> um, but. But people have to know the difference. Like some people try to get their therapy from their coach, okay, right? And that can't happen. Mm -hmm. There may be a therapeutic, a therapeutic-ish element to mm -hmm. the coaching, mm -hmm. but it's not therapy. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not what they're trained to do. Okay. They're trained to do something specific. For example, my coach specifically taught me about a mindset on money. Mm -hmm. That was her thing, mm -hmm. right? And she's she's very dope at it. And if we if we if we don't keep our coach in their lane and try to pull other stuff that they're not supposed to get, mm -hmm. you're going to lose out on the meaning of why you even got the coach. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you need a therapist, then sometimes a good coach to me will say, that's not what I do. You need to see a therapist. Oh, yeah. bro. We talked about that in, <laughs> in my first interview. Remember mm -hmm. the difference between yeah. the two? I like to work with clients who also have therapists. Mm. I'm a business coach. But like you were talking about healing and trauma and things that we've experienced in our personal lives spills over into business. Absolutely. So even I, I started off being a personal development coach and I wanted to escape that, yeah. right? I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, I'm an empath. So these things are just building yeah. up and they're ruining inside <laughs> of me, yeah. right? And so it was difficult. And I'm like, well, I know business, so I'm going to transition over into business coaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to personally develop, you know, yeah. some people in business coaching as well. You got to help people not panic. And, you know, yeah, you got to help sure. people stay the course and hold them accountable and all these other, you know, you got to 
you can't pretend that you're not having a bad day just yeah. because it's a coaching session for business. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a really slippery slope. Yeah. So I like even I encourage many of my clients mm-hmm. to also have a therapist. I love that. Yeah, I love that. It's important. It's important. So with with having a degree. Mm-hmm. What is the, the what do they teach you in there? You know what I mean, like to to be able to because uh, I, I went to college. Where do you for a even start bit. with that? Yeah, like, you feel me? So I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, um, yeah. So what what do they teach? What what gives you that kind of a, a deeper understanding mm. from a a scholastic mm-hmm. situation? Mm-hmm. Did I use that word scholastic, right? You. you Yes. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was reached. cool. It, it worked, was, right? It worked. It okay, fit cool, well. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm playing Scrabble lately, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Working on my... um, So I always, I, I say this all the time to people. I tell them, because I don't necessarily leave it like, I'm Dr. Joe, da 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 right? I, you know, and I tell them, a PhD is nothing but a tool, right? It's a tool to create opportunities for you. And I was sharing with you earlier, like, there's specific things that you need. So you can't be a fully licensed psychologist or mental health therapist unless you go through traditional schooling, take a certain test, and bam, you can be a therapist. You could be a licensed psychologist, right? But one of the things that I will say that they teach you is uh, this idea, like me, I had to learn how to research, mm-hmm. like traditionally research. Now, I would argue that we've been researching since we were kids. Right. When you say I'm trash at research, bro, but no, I don't think so, because I always in my head, you are king of common sense. Every time I watch you, I'm like, dang, why did I think of it like that? <laughs> that is a good point. I'm Me like, too. goodness, man, I should have thought of that. But I don't think you are. And the reason I say that, because we've been doing it for so long. Prime example, when we were younger, elementary, middle, we see somebody that's cute or high school. Right. Oh, they cute. What do we start doing? Asking questions. Asking questions. Mm-hmm. That's research. Mm-hmm. That's research. Who that? Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> exactly. Then nowadays, go to the gram or go, go to, to the, the social media, Scroll right? To, you even said when you met Dre, what would you do? You went straight, you went straight to the that's gram. What I'm, that's research. That's, that's research. definitely market research. Yeah, that's, mm. that's research. Definitely. So the, the connection between like traditional uh, schooling, right? Traditional school research. Now, there, there's a deeper <laughs> method okay. to it, but it's similar. Right. It's, it's very similar. So they, they teach a deeper level of, of academic style research. But there's also certain things that if you want to do in life, you have to go traditional school. But I'm telling you, there's power in learning from actually doing. Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. So <laughs> this was good. So last night I made this decision. I said, you know, what? I'm going to put on this workshop for podcasters. And I said, there's some things that I don't know. Right. I know what platform that I use yeah. and I know what mics I use. But I don't know the other ones. So I say, you know what? I'm going to research all the different platforms. Mm-hmm. So I go on this. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up and I'm like, they look the same. And, uh, <laughs> you know what? Let me switch to research to find somebody who knows this stuff. <laughs> you know me? Like who knows the, the different mics and they research the tech. Yeah, and yeah. Let me just find somebody that's like that. And they can speak at the event because mm-hmm. that's not my type of research. <laughs> yeah. But I can research and find the people. Yep. So yep. thank you. Yep. That made me feel better about myself. Because I was like, <laughs> dang, I hate research. Golly. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah. So um, um, in your career, how has the PhD helped you in your career? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love that. Do they just see PhD? You're like, oh, you're hired. No. 
It don't work like that because one. He um, said that worked for him, though. He's like, he didn't need the PhD, but once you put that on there, it adds well, another well, 30,000 well, well, to the let, let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. It adds another level of credibility, mm -hmm. and I've had to pull that card. Like, I'll ask, hey, how you doing? Is such and such there? Uh, no, who is? This is Dr. Joe. Oh, 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 oh. Like, come on now, really? I'm going to start saying it. Hey, it's such and such there. This is Dr. David Shannon. Dr. Johnny Hey, do it. And it, it, it switches. It's so crazy how people receive it. He's like, that. do it, do yeah, it. I'm telling you, do Go it. Go ahead and falsify they, all they, your credentials. When they get the email from me and everything spelled wrong, they be like, I don't know. <laughs> Doctor uh, of what exactly? Test it. You're gonna be I like, am the wow. doctor of entrepreneurship. Right. Oh, right. That's me. <laughs> oh, that means this is my Instagram name. It's just like <laughs> Dr. David. I, I like that. Okay. All right. So yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that's good though. Like, um, so it's 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 a level of credibility. Mm -hmm. Um, there's certain doors that I've been able to get into because I have this PhD, mm -hmm. right? Um, and let's be real, real blunt and frank. Like, there's there's um a lot of these higher level spaces often, traditionally higher level spaces, you have a lot of old white men, yeah. right? And so I remember losing out on the opportunity because one of them had my card back in the day and I had on earrings, right? They didn't like that. Mm. I didn't have a PhD at the time either, right? And I lost out on some money and I was like, oh, I gotta make sure I know the game. So when I know the, the, the group that I'm going into, there's certain ways, I'm gonna be me, but I know I gotta dress a certain type of way, do yeah. something, but that PhD will also be like, oh, you know, it enlightens the mood. Oh, he's not a scary black man, mm. right? Mm. But if you see me just walking, I got tattoos, you know, I may cock my hat, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love it when people look at me, like I'm in an in in elevator and they're kind of nervous. I just want to go, boom, just to scare the hell out of me. Just to scare me. <laughs> Little do they know that, you know, I'm probably, you know, got a little more knowledge there. baby. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that's funny. So, yeah. So, Yo, look, I, can, I, can I ask this question? I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. Would you consider that, um, being fake or phony, where yeah. you have to, um, you Post put on a certain, it was really cool because uh, my man 19 Keys, he posted a picture. He said, man, um, I don't like the fact, pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, that, uh, that we um, put on a show to impress white people, mm -hmm. right? I'm not saying you do that, but- No, 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 right. Like, like what's your perspective on that? Yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. Once again, this word programming, when it comes to, when you understand, when you're fully aligned in your purpose, you understand how you've been programmed and how you have to reprogram yourself, right? And so we've been taught that a lot of times when you were younger, you can do anything you want to do. Y'all heard that before? Mm -hmm. You could do it. Whenever I go places, I say they lied to you. You can't do anything you want to do. You can do anything you want to do if you understand the game that you want to play in, mm. right? So I understand specific games that I want to play in. So if I want to go in the corporate space, like guess that. what? I still might have my suit and I wear my fitted and my sneakers though. Yeah. I'm still me, yeah. but I know that I, I, I have to play a certain game, at least to get in the door. And then when they love me, I can do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. Right? And some people, they're like, I'm just going to be me. I'm wearing my hoodie, you know? No, no, no. Just know the game you're playing in. You have to get in the door first mm -hmm. to have any type of impact. If you can't even get in the door, you can't do anything, mm -hmm. right? So it's That's about good. knowing the game that you're playing. That's good. That's so good. you on a regular basis, suit and tie or t-shirt and jeans? You'll probably see me like this, but you know, if I got a big speaking event, I might, I, I'll throw my suit on, have my fit. It just depends. It's just, it, it's all about vibe and energy for me, right? Okay. Cause I love it when they're looking at me like, like I went to like real quick story. I went to this, um, 
this sorority house some years ago, right? I went in there, had my fitted, my jeans, my sneakers, and the house mom, like these big, big sorority houses, and this was a, a, a pen, penhelic, like the white sororities. Mm-hmm. I go in and she's looking like, who is this guy? Oh, what's a penhelic? Penhelic is like the white, like the, the, the divine nine um, is like, you know, Sigmas, Kappas, Kappas all of them, right? <laughs> but the penhelic is like, I don't even know the names of some of those sororities. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I thought that those fraternities and sororities were like just a college thing, but the ones we know, AK, that's black. Yeah, that's black. I had no idea until about last week. And I went to Alabama <laughs> AM and I'm thinking, oh, well, here's the thing. I'm thinking, of course, all the campus are black because it's a HBC. All right, chill out, Donnie, okay? <laughs> I didn't know until... Dr. Johnson, hey, you, you ready? Because <laughs> anything said after this is going to be No, without. but, here, but here's, here's the thing. Here's, what the, here's in my justification. No, there's no justification for that. Yo, there are white Kappas, white... Like, Very there are, few. Right. I mean, there are, my, but From my perspective, I'm thinking it's a college thing, and it just, in my there world... Are, in there my are world, white students who attend HBCUs, yeah. but it's still an HBCU. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know it was. I just thought all the people that I knew was just. So I went in a clubhouse. You're on clubhouse, right? I am. I'm still trying to learn it. Okay. I went in the clubhouse (laughs) and I I asked this question. Because in my head, every room I go into, it's just all. It's a sea of black people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, is clubhouse like an all black uh, app? Like where like everybody here is black like that? Because it wasn't a whole lot of people on there. And and the guy was like, uh, he said, nah, it's just your algorithm algorithm at work, mm-hmm. meaning it, it groups your particular interest. And my interests typically have to do with these people. Yeah. The, the the people that I'm following is same thing, right? Yeah. So in my, I'm I'm getting to understand that my limited view is based on yeah, my view. Mm-hmm. Right. I never I never went in the corporate. I never um I never had to experience a white person getting a job that I was going for mm-hmm. that was more qualified. Yeah. So as I'm growing up, my, and I hear the stories, I'm going into a um, motivational speaker world. Like, yo, you, you can have whatever you want. We got a black president. Ain't no, like, yo, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing that nobody can take from you. If you want it, you go get it. Right. But that's my view. That's my experience. And then I realized my, my wife, when I met her, she had a job and she got passed up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, it really this is does. Real happen. in these streets. Yeah. I didn't know. You know. So my point is, I just thought. You, well, and, and you're right. Our, we only know based on our experiences. Mm-hmm. Though you went to a- Alabama A and M, you should absolutely <laughs> have known that these are okay. That's like me thinking all colleges are black because well, why I mean, would you go you to college? All black people. Because I didn't, I didn't research fraternities. I just knew everybody. Never mind, man. Forget it. You know, we, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and it's cool that you say that. But I, we all algorithms. A, a safe place. I feel judged. <laughs> you are definitely being judged right I'm, now. I'm not. I'm not judging you. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, they gonna cancel me. I think oh, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we say beyond this, it doesn't matter. They're gonna stop right here. No, but. People need to pay more attention to the word algorithm. Yeah. We think we hear algorithm and we think exposure on Instagram and Facebook and how we get ads presented to us. When since birth, we are all walking around with a built in mm. algorithm. Mm. Mm. Explain. So 
algorithms on social media are set based on your behavior, right? Based on what you click on, based on what you swipe on, based on what you spend more time on, based on your search history. We have an internal algorithm that allows us certain experiences, that allows us to be in certain rooms, that ex- that allows us to, to do certain things based on our behavior, based on what we pay attention to, based on who we have around us in our network. So we're going to see and be drawn to things based on our own internal programming, a.k.a. AKA algorithm. It just, it just is. It's just a formula that categorizes certain criteria to produce a result. Mm. And so all of our experiences, all of our choices, all of our behaviors, all of our engagement, relationships, all of those encounters are part of our formula that produces our result. Gotcha. Last question. What's more silly? Someone thinking that... Lord. You better cut it out. You better not try to throw me under the bus. Shout out to our first episode. No, no, you will not bring this up. You will not throw me under the bus just because you've been thrown under the bus in this episode. He's trying to get you back. We will tell you off camera the dumb crap that I said, and it was dumb as hell, okay? However, however, based on my internal programming, (laughs) based on the algorithm that I walk around with, right? It was a dumb, oh, it was okay. a, I had Ugh. a, no offense, um, I had a blonde moment. <laughs> I had a, an, an incredibly blonde moment, but we're not going to, we're not going to tr- shift the energy right now. Oh, now we're this not going to shift, now we're not going to shift the energy. You. Okay, this all is, right, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, all right, so, um, yeah, look, I, 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 we, we went through a whole, whole lot today. Um, so, I wanted to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Traveling, speaking across the country, yeah. how do you do it? Mm. How do you get these gigs, brother? Um, I believe everything is about relationship, right? Everything and yeah. authentic relationships. I think one of one of the lies that we've been told is that it's not about what you know, but who you know. Who you know. Yeah, that's a lie, right? Because the reality is, if I linked you up with anybody and you couldn't do what I said you can do, you're going to mess up my relationship with that individual. Mm -hmm. So you have to know the what, right? Mm -hmm. You have to know the what and how to do whatever. It's also who you know, but the piece that they're always missing is how you build authentic and nurture relationships with the individuals that you Mm. know. Right, mm-hmm. I'm terrible at that, bro. But but that's what I'm. No, you're not. I don't think you are. In terms of in terms of for for um, okay, let me not say I'm terrible at it. In terms of a business relationship, nurturing a business relationship, my yeah. follow-up is terrible. See, okay, so okay. That, that now that that's real. That that's real because follow-up is one of the areas where I think we fall. We fall. A lot of us fall short. A lot of entrepreneurs fall yeah. short, but relationship is key. When I met, I, I met you, one thing that I will say, you've been the same since I've met you. I was like, and I'm, I'm not like, a, okay, let me, and let me say it like this. I, so many of us support people because we want them to support us. Yeah. That's not authentic support. Yeah. If the way you move and the way that you operate, if in your algorithm is I support people because I love what they do. Yeah. You're not thinking about, well, they better do this for me or I hope they do this for me. Yeah. That makes zero sense to me. So I've watched you. I'm going to begin to watch you and see what you're doing. But I've watched you and I'm like, dang, this dude common sense. Like, man, that's what I'm talking about. And I've just like, yo, what up, Dave? How you doing? I've asked you a couple of times. Hey, can I come here and shoot something? You're like, cool. Boom. 
it wasn't, but I wasn't trying to take, I'm, I'm also like, what can I do for you as yeah. well, right? And mm-hmm. so many of us, when I say build relationships, just be cool, just be like, yo, what up? Like, hey, man, what's good? What's good? I love what you're doing. Like, you ain't gotta be fake or phony. And, yeah. and some of us, are. It was, it's so hard for us to just acknowledge people mm-hmm. and say, man, I love what you're doing, or that's dope, I appreciate you, or mm-hmm. just pop up, oh, I have this event. Okay, I'm gonna come through, right? And I, and I think we have to be mindful. Relationships will get you so much further in your life. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's part of being aligned in your purpose because your purpose will take you places your parents can't take you places, take you places mm-hmm. your pastor can't take you places, mm-hmm. take you places and get you in rooms that you've never been in. Yeah. And there's levels to your purpose. There's so, not one purpose. So one is you're walking in your purpose. This is what you Fully. are. And just based on this conversation, I do believe that that is your purpose. Absolutely. I really, really believe that you, you understand your space. Yeah. Number two is you build solid relationships. Absolutely. Right? And number three, you come on and you perform. Yeah. Mm. So that is a perfect scenario for building a thriving teaching, speaking, speaking and coaching career. Thank you for saying that. Because when we were talking about the sorority house I went in, because I didn't finish that. Okay. I'm just going to say, you said it. The lady looked at me up and down when I went in and killed it after that. She was, give me a hug. Uh, and she became my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would go visit her at, at work, give oh, her a hug. But when I'm you kill it. it, when you bring oh, the value, you gotta, you gotta execute. Yeah. They love it. So I'm you glad execute. you said that. I love I'm it. glad you said that. Okay. You know what? One word continues to come up every single episode. What's that? Relationships. 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 Yeah. And it's, it's important for the audience to hear that. Um, yeah. Especially when we're dealing in a space where people, oh, I just don't like people, but I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I don't really with people that yeah. much, but I want to impact the world. You, you, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Relationships are vital. Yeah, I get, I get, uh, I'm, I'm getting more so now where people's like, yo, man, how much is it to be on your podcast? I'm like, I don't, I'm not, <laughs> like, these are people that I, that I know, or like, okay. these are like, there's Y'all a relationship. See, Donnie, because I don't I, let David, if I don't there's think, a- I don't, I wouldn't <laughs> charge somebody to be on a podcast. You, you earn Donnie. it. You earn it. You definitely yeah. earn it. You feel me? Like you, you build something, yeah. and if you can come on here and teach us and how poor, you built it, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I feel like I owe you money. Yeah. You feel me? Like yo, we've had man. Listen, we've had millionaires, multi-millionaires, like huge people that are killing it in their space, and they come here and teach us yeah. what they did for free. Why would I? It's t- an opportunity. If you if if you have to pay me to be on this podcast. It's probably not going to be as impactful because mm. you can't really teach me anything. Not you can't teach me anything, but you haven't built something big enough that is valuable. Where I say, "Yo, I need you." Yeah. So yeah. if you have to pay me, you don't you don't deserve to be here anyway. Well, yeah. Give me that hundred back that I get. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do take. Uh, we do take like courtesy lunches. We though. absolutely will <laughs> you know, take courtesy you know, lunches. If you come on, yeah, hey, I'm with that. Lunch. I'm with that. <laughs> we, let's, let's go. We gotta be done. We gotta well, be done. We got a meeting. But you know, listen, man, because I, I I know we were talking about healing. I know we're we're closing out. Um, I just want to make sure that you know people understand the power of healing. And we didn't talk about it, but I'm just gonna share it. Like my family and I went on uh, Yana Fix My Life. Right. Um, my sister, Shay Johnson, been on reality show all kind of my, my brother, MJ. He's also loving hip hop. But 
and my mom and my partner. And, you know, one of the things that I took- you, is there a reason you call her partner versus wife or spouse or- Yeah, because I think when I looked up a lot of just the traditional and where marriage and stuff came from, mm-hmm. and it's also out of respect to like same-sex marriages, right? I, I mean, do you, right? Mm-hmm. But I just say partner. Okay, um, I, I noticed it, I didn't know if there was- Yeah, and, and, yeah, and yeah, diversities, okay. and, when I'm, and, and part of my purpose, when I'm talking about purpose, I also do things on diversity, and you gotta be mindful of the language you use when you're in the rooms. Right, because people be like, "Well, you kept saying wife, and you didn't consider up." So, I learned that in college. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you learned that in college. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So, Um, but yeah, I was just gonna say the one thing that I learned from that show is the power of when you say you're gonna go into somebody else's process, they come to you or they come to you, Mm. commit to the process, don't fight it, Mm. don't fight it. So, if somebody comes to you for the work that you do, or they come to you for the work that you do, commit to the process and honor the people that you went to because you're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Don't fight it. Don't mm-hmm. fight it. Commit to the process. Wow. I think that was a good good stopping point right there yeah. with that. That was, was strong. Good episode. That was a good <laughs> episode. This. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Dr. Joe, we're, we're about to uh, do a commercial real quick. Okay. So just get something deep together because you got to close this out. Strong. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Get some deep words. So this is what I need you guys to do. First off, I need you to like this video. If you're watching it on YouTube, I need you to like it. If you're hearing me, please give us a five-star rating. If you enjoyed it, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to uh, just lead you in a way, but please give us a review. Uh, it would really, really tremendously help us um, in our algorithm, okay? Because we want to be the number one uh, podcast for entrepreneurs. So uh, please, if you're listening, just like this, okay? This episode, as always, is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com. It is the only organization that gathers every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with over 300 entrepreneurs that want to learn entrepreneurship. They want to grow their business. They want to connect with other entrepreneurs. There's nowhere else you can go and connect with 300 other people around the country live. You can see them. You can talk to them. You can comment with them, okay, outside of a uh, social media platform. But this is a closed group, okay? So, if you are an entrepreneur, you're thinking about entrepreneurship, go to themorningmeetup.com and try us out. I'm going to do something very special for you. I'm going to allow you to join for $1. $1 for the entire week, okay? Just test us out. Just give us a little taste test, okay? If you like us, stick around. It's only, well, I don't want to say the number because it's probably going up next year, but um, it's it's less than like $2 a day, or $2.5 a day, something like that. But it's it's still a nominal fee, okay? But um, you can try for just $1. See if you like us. If you like us, you can stay. If not, there's no contract. You can leave. No risk. You can just come and go as you please, okay? So um, go to themorningmeetup.com. You as an entrepreneur or, or wanting to be an entrepreneur, you need this, all right? Ms. Donnie Wiggins. Hey, hey, you guys. This episode is also brought to you by Six Figure EDU, a community in which we create, train, and develop coaches and consultants. So if you are in the information space, you have some knowledge that you want to pack up, you want to sell it and make a career out of it, sixfigureedu.com. Again, that's sixfigureedu.com. And we got it one more time, (laughs) sixfigureedu.com. And one other thing, uh, if you are an entrepreneur who's out there specifically in any service-based industry and you're struggling with your consistency on social media, you need to be involved in Post to Paid. It is the only community in which you will receive directly to your phone three text messages from me 
three text messages from me prompting you on what to post on your social media page. And these aren't just posts. These are actually stories that sell. You want to know how I've been able to make multiple six figures and help so many other people make six and seven figures? Stories that sell. You can text me the words post to paid at 404-737-2767. You know that number. I know my phone number. She struggled that first time. I struck, I cut it off the first time. I know I know it now because I text I, I actually text so Absolutely. many people. But I know when you like first launched you first launched the community. I was like, it's it, like um, um <laughs> I just see the worry in her face. Like, I don't get this number. I don't know this number. Like, you know that I know now, my girl. phone number. Y'all text me, though. Text me. And and if you're not sure, also, you can use that number to text me. No, no, hey, how you doing? And good mornings. But if you actually need clarity in your business, shoot me a text. We'll see. Um, either me or David can help you in the entrepreneurial space. Dr. Johnson, definitely in the healing space. Mm-hmm. What you got for us? Yeah, yeah. Doc. Thank you. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> what what, what about commercially? I, I feel like I started to heal. No. You know so I mean? we definitely want, um, we definitely want just a strong word. Like yeah, what's that yeah, final word yeah. that Oh, but first let's know how to find you. Mm-hmm. Let's know how to find you. And uh how you can, you know, connect with you. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you want to connect with me, I'm always on Instagram at Joe Johnson Speaks, J-O-E-J-O-H-N-S-O-N-S-P-E-A-K-S. Joe Johnson Speaks. But also um, I, I, wanna, I want you to come along with me because I'm still in my healing journey. Uh, it's not over. Like we talked about today, it's a continuous process. And I want you to see that I'm working and I want to work with you. I want to make sure that you're growing. I want to help make sure that you're healing. And so come with me at HealNow2021.com if you want to spark your healing, start your healing, get to a place where you, you, you get to that next level. You align yourself with your purpose because you cannot get to your purpose unless you heal. And so I'll say this because I say it often every before, time. Before, before you get there, I, and I, it's just it's another okay, question. Go ahead. Like spark. Go ahead. With your partner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when the, the situation happens. Yeah. And then you've got to come back together. Yeah. Mm. Are you helping her heal through the hurt that you created mm. or do you send her, how do you handle that? Am I helping her heal through the hurt I created? Well, I, one thing I'll say is I'm going to acknowledge my stuff because I'm here. Mm-hmm. And yes, I caused some hurt. Um, there were some things also on the, on the, on the other side, but I'm focusing on me mm-hmm. and what I did. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the same as, um, you all have to work when you're going through craziness in your life, right? You have to, it's, it's, it's crazy how we have to heal and work at the same time. And so for her, I think Charlemagne says it all the time, the, the, the best apology is changed behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now it's all about the individual work. The best apology is changed change behavior. The best. Yeah. Oh, that different. Yeah, I always hear him say that. And I'm like, that is, that, that is good. So. Um, and you can't necessarily change that behavior unless you heal, right? And so the heal yourself, like we didn't start with any couples counseling. It was, you need the individual work. Mm-hmm. So individual work. And once again, it's all about rebuilding. Um, one, knowing what we're trying to create and rebuilding. So yes, I am trying to make sure that she's okay because I'm thoughtful of how what I do makes her feel. Mm-hmm. But we also 
have those hard conversations that helps in the process. Mm -hmm. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and I think you're just a super effective coach because I don't feel like I could work with a coach who isn't transparent enough to tell me how they've messed yeah. up. You feel me? Like you can't even relate. It, it makes it, it makes it stronger to me. Like, oh, you've been through it, and okay, you've been, you went through it last year. I'm going through it right now. I can rock with you versus somebody who says, "Yo, I, I help people. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I got it all together. I can't yeah. trust them." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm sorry. No, yeah, no, no, I'll no, let no. You. That's that was a good. That was a not a good question. That was a great question, man. And I I, I think we we often we, we fall to the level of our questions, so we got to learn to ask more powerful questions, mm -hmm. right? And I think that was a powerful question. Um, and so I'll just say, you know, very simple, like I always do, when I'm in my keynotes, I say we do two things in life: we evolve or we evaporate. Mm. Pursue your purpose, not your dreams. How do, we find you? How do we find you? At Joe Johnson Speaks on Instagram, healnow2021.com. Make sure you check me out. Come heal with me.